the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Joining me now, Eric Markovitz with the IB Times. Eric, tell us a little bit about your background as a writer. Sure. Uh, well, I started uh, several years ago. Um, I cover mostly uh, technology, criminal justice, and um, you know, for this story, I was looking at uh, how technology companies are operating within U.S. prisons and jails. That's a fascinating start. Now, before we even get into that, um, I get covering, you know, hey, Apple's got a new phone. Yeah. But where did where did jails and technology? get into your mind is like this there could be something there um you know i guess this was probably over a year ago i started seeing stories out of texas um where the there was this trend of you know skype calls or you know everyone on their iphone has now facetime uh some some jails were replacing uh in-person visitations with uh these kind of skype calls what they, they used to call them video visitations and it was actually creating a bit of controversy because advocates were saying this wasn't fair. You can't just eliminate in-person uh, visits. You know, that, that's really, uh, it could be disastrous for the mental health of an inmate. And actually, a lot of studies were showing that, um, you know, when these guys were getting out, they, they just weren't equipped and they were um, committing more crimes. And, and potentially it was because they were losing that contact with their family members uh, and that, you know, video visits just wasn't a good replacement. So I started thinking a lot about how technology uh, is being used in jails and prisons, and, and really there's just a whole national move to make things more high-tech. You know, we see it in our lives, uh, but we see it in the government as well. We saw the huge debacle with uh, healthcare.gov, um, but it's very much happening within the criminal justice system. And, uh, and so I started looking at all the different ways, and, and particularly the companies that were serving this industry. And we have this notion, I mean, again, I'm white-collar, I've never committed a crime, we kind of have, I kind of have that media notion of like, well, in prison, you sit behind a glass door and you pick up the phone and they pick up a phone and you chat. Right. Um, so that's, we've, we already have that built in. And again, you're telling me that we're going 21st century with this. So things are, things are changing and, I, and I'm not sure they're changing for, for the better, um, you know, frankly, for anyone. Um, so I think you have this image in your head of, you know, you get arrested and the, the police officer says to you, okay, you get your, your free phone, your free phone call yeah. on the, uh, <laughs> on the payphone. Um, so that's a really outdated concept. There are no payphones left. Um, all the all the phones are operated by private companies, um, and these phone calls are um, pretty notoriously uh, uh, high priced. Um, I mean, a, a ten minute phone call or a fifteen minute phone call could easily cost ten to fifteen dollars, which is um, you know rates as high as you know a minute a, a dollar a minute, uh, and, and that's because you know there's just been 
over the last decade or 15 years, um, this this push to privatize the industry with rewarding companies with these um, exclusive contracts. And, you know, there's really no regula- regulation over how much they can charge. So this is something the government in the last two years has started to actually look at. And, um, in fact, later this summer, the FCC will be coming out with some really comprehensive and, I'd say, industry-defining regulations on this whole world. Why is it that we have private contracts for telecommunications in the prisons in this day and age? I get it 50 years ago, but doesn't it seem like a prison could just walk into a Verizon store and get an unlimited you know, voice plan and just... <laughs> right. I mean, especially, I mean, these, these companies are actually using um, VoIP services. So the idea that it would cost so much money is, is pretty ludicrous um, to a lot of people. I think what they're selling really is they've sold these jails and prisons on the notion that um, they provide extra security. So okay. they are not just um, phone calls. This is a tool for your prosecution office because uh, all of these calls are, are monitored and they're recorded and they're secure lines uh, and, you know, that this is something that the government just can't handle. And you see this in a lot of different industries where there's this prevailing idea that, you know, a private company can handle something better and more efficient and cheaper than, than the government could. And so, you know, these, these private companies are very, very good at um, marketing themselves towards, towards prisons and jails. What else is inside this story? Is it... So the, the story that I wrote um, recently talks a, a lot about actually how uh, the, the county sheriffs, um, you know, for a long time, they never really saw a penny from any of these phone calls. But in the last 15, 20 years, they collect, they've started collecting commissions on all of these calls. And that's because they say that they have high costs that they incur from providing the phone service, that, you know, it costs them money to bring an inmate down to the phone bank and allow them to make the call. And then they have to pay their jail guards uh, to listen to the calls. Um, so what they've done effectively is gotten these companies to give them commissions. And these commissions can be as high as like 50, 60, 70 percent of the revenue from the call. So it may not sound, you know, like a phone call might be that lucrative, but when you're thinking that there's over 2 million people, you know, locked up and uh, they're making a few phone calls a day, you know, that's hundreds of thousands of minutes of calls per day. And, and it amounts to an, an, an industry that's about, that drives about $1.2 billion in yearly revenues. Um, and in commissions. Not just in commission. That's that's revenue total, okay. and and the sheriffs take um, anywhere between fifty and and eighty percent um, on those calls, in, in, and it varies from contract to contract. But you've seen, you know, this is a tactic that companies use to get a contract with a jail. So they'll say, you know, company X is giving you fifty percent, but you know we'll give you sixty percent. So. And the, the company is still making money, um, interestingly, over the last few years by starting to charge a lot of different ancillary fees. Um, and this is something that advocates are very upset about um, and are pushing the FCC to start regulating um, because, you know, like you, you look at your credit card and you see all these kind of random fees or you look at your phone bill and you see like an access fee or a sure. wireless fee. Um, but this is happening um, in, a, in a pretty absurd fashion in some ways. You know, there's, uh, you know, like an $8 fee just to load money onto your account. Um, things like that that are that are that people are very very upset about. Who's paying all of this? Is it the taxpayers or is it the prisoners' family? So this is pretty much exclusively from the prisoners' families here. Um, and and you have to remember, I mean, these are people that are typically um, the least likely to be able to afford it, and also people who have not committed any crime of their own. So you know, for the price of 
um, just wanting to speak with, with a loved one who's behind bars, frankly, and people who are not always convicted yet, because these could be people that are just waiting yeah. um, for, their, for their trial. Um, but ultimately, you know, these costs go to the grandparents and the kids and the, and the husbands and wives of the people who are on the outside um, just trying to keep in touch. Why isn't our Congress furious about this? Because it just it's gouging. And in this case, like we get upset when an old lady, an old grandmother gets gouged. Why aren't we upset that criminals are gouged? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. First, I mean, I think you have to think about this population as a fairly marginalized group in the first place. And second, you know, when you're talking about Congress, I mean, Congress members are certainly aware of this, um, but they – you know, there were a few Congress people to actually file letters to the FCC on this issue, and and most of them um, really sided on the law enforcement side that said, you know, you can't eliminate the, the FCC cannot eliminate these commissions for our sheriffs because you know they need this money, um, which which is sort of strange because you know why should they be getting the money specifically from prisoners' families? So you know if, if they need a, if they have a budget and they need to pay for squad cars and they need to pay for bulletproof vests, certainly that those are appropriate things to spend money on. Um, but shouldn't that be up to the county commission and shouldn't that be up to the state legislatures um, to be decided on to be deciding on those budgets and not simply just you know passing them to uh, these inmates' families. It's fascinating because we have a, I live in Northern California, and way up in Northern California, we've got a marijuana growing problem where it's it's well known that the police don't really want to bust too much because then they'll lose their helicopters. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, no, it's a it's, it's a it's a tricky balance, I guess. And you know, for for the jail administrators here, they're they're you know they're pretty upset about this um, regulation because because. Really, they may be losing out significant uh, revenue streams here, and and, it, and it's very interesting what will happen with with the FCC because you know I've spoken with the uh, the head of the National Sheriffs Association, and um, you know he basically told me uh, uh, very straightforwardly that they don't have to provide phones in prisons and jails. Okay. Uh, that this is up to the, the the jail administrators, and so if they remove commissions completely, if they don't recoup that those costs that they say they have, they could very well just eliminate the phones in the prisons altogether, uh, cutting off communication for people who want to keep in touch over the phone, um, which seems to really be going backwards in terms of, you know, how we think about, uh, you know, um, rehabilitation and, and recidivates and getting people reintegrated back into society. So where do you think this all ends? If you were to say there's an end game in sight, is it same old, same old that, uh, Nothing will really change, or will we get 21st century with this and realize that cell phones and you know cost of telecommunication should be cheaper? Yeah, I think I mean I think the outlook is is generally pretty positive. I think it's a very good, good sign that that the FCC seems to be pretty committed to this issue, and um, you know it's been unregulated for a long time. So any any step forward I think is forward progress. Okay, thanks very much for joining me today. It's Eric Markovitz. Um, IB Times, if you want a copy of his article, and it's fascinating to me. He's, he introduces himself as a technology writer that dabbles in, in the judicial system. What a crossover. But again, prisons have been around for, you know, since basically society, right? You know, off with his head. Did that work? Does it work to give a cell phone or a phone to a prisoner so he can stay in touch with family members? Uh, we as a, a nation, we always have to be looking at ourselves. What are we doing and why are we doing it? How are we rehabilitating people? 
the United States has a very, very high population of people in jail. And uh, I don't think it's, he said it's marginalized. He says it's, I, I don't know how much marginalized it is. And again, when you start looking at poor people, I think it's, um, I think it's very telling. I think this story is a good story. Tech writer Eric Markowitz with IB Times. You can find him at ibtimes.com, International Business Times, IB Times. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.